Hey everyone, this is Dave Korsunsky from Data Driven Health Radio. On this show, we look at how individuals are empowering themselves and using data to transform the way they manage their health. We interview the health experts and the scientists that will help you understand and interpret the data. We speak with the entrepreneurs who are building the tools and the technology that are allowing us to quantify our health in novel and powerful ways. And most importantly, we speak to the individuals who are beating the odds on everything from cancer to diabetes to weight loss and general health and wellness. This show is brought to you by Aura. They make a state-of-the-art ring that can track sleep cycle analysis, activity, and recovery. You can learn more about this product at headsuphealth.com slash Aura. That's O-U-R-A. This show is also brought to you by our good friends over at Keto Mojo. They are making a highly accurate and highly affordable device for testing blood sugar and blood ketones. Check it out at headsuphealth.com slash ketomojo. And lastly, the show is brought to you by Level. They are making a clinical grade breath ketone analyzer, which measures your level of fat burning and ketosis through a simple breath. You can learn more at headsuphealth.com slash level. That's L-E-V-L. All of these amazing products are integrated with Heads Up Health. They all allow you to quantify your health in novel and powerful ways. So check them out. Thank you to our sponsors. Welcome to our show, and let's get into it. Welcome to Data Driven Health Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Data Driven Health Radio. This is Dave Krasunski, your host, and today I am extremely excited to be interviewing Joe Anderson from Level, which is a very exciting and promising and up-and-coming company in the keto and low-carb and fat-burning and, and, in general, the metabolic health community. We've just integrated this device into Heads Up Health. I've been testing it myself for several weeks. I love it. We're going to dive deep into the technology here, how it works, how it started, and get into some of the numbers, what they mean, how to interpret them. So thank you, Joe, for joining us today, and welcome to Data Driven Health Radio. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So I first heard about you guys probably 18 to 24 months ago, before your product was even in market, and it was through some social media work that you guys were doing. We caught wind of this new company called Level. Didn't even have a product yet, but we knew you guys were doing a breath, key, breath acetone analysis and were taking a very sophisticated approach to the measurement. And so we were really, really intrigued because this looked like a step up from what was currently out there on the market. So we reached out to Brent, I believe, the CEO. Yes. And we've been in touch ever since and first came in contact with you guys, had a call and had asked if you guys were going to be attending any of the low-carb events, starting with low-carb Breckenridge and in San Diego and others. And you guys decided to join in Breckenridge. And that's the first time I actually met Lamont, who's just a totally cool dude. And now you guys are out there. The product's available, and it, it's going good. So I've been following you guys for a long time. 
and really, really excited about your product. So maybe you could start off, Joe, and just tell us a little bit about how the idea for this company got started. Because if I recall correctly, you guys weren't really sure what the end result of the technology would be. And it, and it ended up in this area just through maybe a little bit of serendipity. But help yeah. us understand the backstory there. Yeah, you know, the backstory really starts with the uh, founder, Brad Root, Mm -hmm. and he runs a manufacturing company here in Seattle. Mm -hmm. This happens as you start to approach middle age, you start to realize the fat pounds aren't coming off like they used to, right? Yes. And so he thought, you know, is there a better way for me to understand my metabolism? And then as a result, I could make some adjustments that would be more time sensitive, kind of figure out what's actually working for my body, what's not. Yep. So from that, that standpoint, he then kind of dove into the scientific literature, had some engineers who, was work, who were working for him to kind of attack the problem. And that's when they found this correlation between breath acetone and actually just simply fat loss. And not really fat loss in terms of a particular diet. It could be, you know, have some sugar in it and have some carbs and carb, sugar, protein, fats, et cetera, kind of well mixed. Started there thinking this would be a tool for um, just standard weight loss, which we still believe it is. Agreed. Then, as you as you know, we saw your book, our Breck, and other places as well, is that we really found that this can be a great tool for those communities, people who are actually just saying, let's get rid of the sugar altogether for all sorts of different purposes. Yep. And going from there. Yeah. So tell us about the technology. It's it's a very very sophisticated device, and I mean most of the people listening here are, are checking their blood sugar with a, a twenty dollar glucometer, or they may have some experience with other devices on the market for for measuring blood ketones or or breath acetone. But this is something very very sophisticated and very very accurate. So can you tell us a little bit about the technology that makes the measurements and how it is doing what it's doing in terms of consistency and accuracy? Yeah, and that's really one of the core principles of the company is the idea that we're not just making a device to, to sell and make money. We want, a, we want a measurement that actually has meaning and has mm-hmm. value, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the folks in the company have come out of the medical device industry. So we've worked with the FDA and other regulatory agencies. Why do I say that is because of what you've just said. The accuracy, reliability, repeatability of the measurement is really mm-hmm. critical for us. Yep. And so a couple things that we've done, and when you see see the device, we have a sensor that really only works for about 30 days. We're extending the life as we talk about it. Mm-hmm. But the reason that is, is that the sensor drifts with time. And so mm-hmm. there will be a, a, t- a life cycle of that. The second mm-hmm. thing is there are calibration canisters. Yep. So the calibration is to allow the measurement to be well, to be accurate versus a known standard. And so, it forces you to calibrate. Like a lot of people might get lazy and not calibrate. This thing doesn't work unless you calibrate it. Yeah, that's true. It'll it does, start flashing. It does force you to make sure that you're maintaining the measurement device. Exactly. It'll start flashing the lights and say, you got to calibrate because if you don't, the, the value doesn't have as much meaning. Yep. And so some of the things we look at is we, we have really great accuracy between one and 10 parts per million. And as you get higher, those numbers are actually easier to measure in, in some sense because they're more acetone present mm-hmm. in the measurement. Yep. So mm-hmm. that becomes easier. The other thing, and so to package that all together is we are listed as a class one device with the FDA. So it's a medical device that we've yep. created here. And then the other thing I'm sure we'll talk about is then not only is the device great, but then the usability is great because you have an app that you can look at your number, track it and trend it, and then integrate it with other measurements as well. Yeah, the mobile app is beautiful. The entire user experience actually is beautiful. The, the physical yeah. device itself 
is very elegant in the way it's engineered. I've been using it for a couple months now. The mobile app is is beautiful. So I think that you guys have done a great job there. And I think it will just continue to get better over time. Maybe we could also just take a step back here, Joe, and talk a little bit about the different types of ketone bodies that are present. And there's a difference between ketones in the blood, both very valid measurements, but but different. So help us understand for someone who's been tracking blood ketones, perhaps for years, or someone who's never measured any type of ketone, urine, blood, or breath. Can you level set for people out there on the differences? Yes. The, so the ketone bodies, there are three of them. Number one, just a quick background. Why does your body make these chemicals? Body makes these chemicals so that these chemicals can feed your brain when sugar is in short, short supply. Mm-hmm. When fat is being burned, primarily your brain really can't use fat for a couple different reasons, it, it appears. But so to supplement the brain's fuel, ketone bodies are converted from fat mm-hmm. to feed the brain. So what are the ketone bodies? Fat gets metabolized or converted by ketogenesis in the liver. Mm-hmm. And the mother ketone body is acetoacetate. So there's a couple mm-hmm. big names, but just bear with me. Acetoacetate's the mother. It can get converted into two other chemicals. One is beta-hydroxybutyrate. And beta-hydroxybutyrate and acetoacetate can kind of go back and forth, interconvert. Mm-hmm. Those two chemicals are only found really in your blood or, or liquids. They're not what we call volatile. Urine, for example. Yeah. So that's the P sticks then as you're, as you're measuring the acetoacetate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Yeah. And then acetoacetate can also be converted into acetone. So acetoacetate is the mother. Yep. Two babies are acetone and beta-hydroxybutyrate. The measurement of those, although you can measure all of them in blood, typically for the consumer, beta-hydroxybutyrate is what you're measuring in your blood, blood strip. Mm-hmm. Acetoacetate is what you're measuring in the urine strip. And acetone is what you're measuring in the XL breath. So that's how. And then they inter, intercorrelate with one another. Yep. A lot of people start with, with the urine sticks because it's easy. And it, it's, it's a visual indicator that you've, you've entered into a state where the body is producing ketones. A very, very helpful piece of biofeedback, especially when you're learning about what this whole fat burning thing is. It's just, okay, I've, I've shifted the metabolism. I've, I've crossed over that line. That's actually really hard for a lot of people, especially at first because we're completely relearning how to eat. And our bodies have been running on carbs and sugar for so long that, that the machinery is a little bit rusty on the fat burning side. So I think a lot of people start with just cheap urine sticks, probably totally fine. Over time, my understanding is that those become less effective as you become more keto adapted because there's just less of them showing up in the urine. And then with blood, I've been using that for years. It's been very helpful. Again, just that psychological victory of nine, okay, I actually am burning or producing these substances as, as a proxy metric, perhaps, that I'm burning fat. Still not 100% sure that I'm actually using said ketones. They're in the bloodstream. That's good, but I'm actually burning them. And so that seems to be where the level can come in and the breath acetone, as that is basically a byproduct of burned ketones. Am I understanding that right? In some sense, but they all are kind of an indicator. I would say they're all an indicator of fat metabolism. So the good. more okay. fat you're burning the more ketones you typically have. Now there's, there's some conversation around there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then there's some better ways to measure ketones and, and lesser ways to measure. You, you talked about the acetoacetate and that's usually measured in urine. And mm-hmm. the problem with that measurement, as you stated, is it's not what we call quantitative. There's not a number. There's a color. Yes. So kind of saying, you know, yeah, it looks like I'm a little elevated. What does elevated mean? There's no real way to quantitate it, right? And a lot of that elevation can be due to kidney function, 
how hydrated you are, when the last time you went to the bathroom, et cetera. So that's, those are the problems. The urine strips are not really great for really getting a good measurement, although they're or, cheap. Or if you're like me and you have trouble distinguishing certain colors, then it's, then it's even harder. Yeah, exactly. And it depends on the light, right? If you're yeah. in a well-lit bathroom one time and then you're in maybe a, a poor, I mean, all sorts of different things can sure. happen. Yeah. And then you measure the blood measurement really is a gold standard and that's nice because it gives you a value, right? But as you know, after a while, they can be uh, uncomfortable to be hitting your finger all the time because you can bruise. And then there's also a cost associated, reasonably high cost associated with each one of those tests. So th that is the gold standard and it really gives you a, a good measurement. But like, like you talked about, we like the breath acetone because it's fairly non-invasive. You can do it in front of friends and family. And then there's also the accuracy piece we've talked about and then the tracking and training. The value gets con converted to your I iPhone, iPad, Android yep. device, and you can have it, track it, train it, put it with your other measurements and understand you know, how that's tracking with your food intake and all the other things that we can track together. Yep. I think it's also maybe worth discussing that the breath acetone readings do not necessarily correlate in a predictable way with the beta hydroxybutyrate. So if people are out there looking to try to correlate these numbers, like, hey, the, the blood meter said one and, and the other said the breath acetone said an, a, a different one, there, there may not always be a consistent correlation between those numbers. Is that correct? Well, no, we would say, and we're actually making measurements now, we would say that there is a correlation, but okay. I think one of the, one of the things you're saying is it's is it one-to-one? -one? Is yeah. it you know, an R squared, if you're familiar exactly. with the yeah. It's not. There's a what we would look at is if, you're, if you have a breath acetone reading of some value, mm -hmm. the probability that your blood is a different value can be, we can associate the two, two in terms of a probability score. For example, the one we give is a lot of people measure blood and it's in millimoles. And so if you have 0.5 millimoles is in, your, in the nutritional ketosis. So how does that convert with breath acetone? Well, what we say is about eight to 10 parts per million gives you about an 80% probability that you're at a 0.5 or higher on the blood beta hydroxybutyrate. So you're right. It's not a one-to-one. -one. We can't say, oh, you're this in breath, you're that in blood. Yep. But there is a, there's a but that's what you guys are seeing in your research. Eight to 10 on the level, there's a, there's a high probability that you're 0.5 or higher on the blood. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is yeah. there ever situations, Joe, where the blood-based ketones may not register at all, but you may actually be seeing high readings or indications of ketosis from breath acetone? Yeah, well, we've seen that. However, what I'll say is typically why that's happening is there is a delay between the breath acetone and the blood. So blood makes its change. Yep. That shows up in the breath acetone three to six hours later. So if you're going to make a change and you want to see it immediately with the breath, it's going to take some time. Um, and, and we feel that's not necessarily a bad thing because a lot of our measurements, are, we're trying to say, hey, what happened in the last 12 hours? What happened in the last 24 hours? As opposed to what happened in the last 30 minutes? Cool. So that's where you see the disconnect between, you know, maybe you're, you're falling out of ketosis, but your breath still says you're in ketosis, which will show you're falling out later on in time. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people listening may not be familiar with your product and your company. So Maybe we can just start off by what the device is, how, how one would procure said device, set it up, and just take us through getting, getting that first measurement. How do you even take the first measurement? Walk someone through the user experience, assuming that they've, they've never uh, heard, heard of the product. Sure. So uh, the device is for sale on our website, levelnow.com. You can also buy it on Amazon. Just open up our Amazon store as well. So you can buy the device, and then when you get it, 
and headupheath.com as well. We'll share the link here. We've, we, we, you can get it on, uh, through our site as well. Not buy yeah. it. But we've, yeah. got a, we've got a code for anyone who's listening. We'll share that as well. Save a few bucks. So you, you, you get said device uh, from Level, from Amazon, whichever. And then it's a bit of a setup process. So yeah, help us uh, get through to the first measurement. Yeah, and I will, I'll definitely say, you know, go through Heads Up Health. You definitely you will get a discount. So that is a, that's a great way to go about it. I appreciate you saying that. We get the device. Uh, you need to plug it in, and it needs to charge for about 12, uh, 12 to 16, 18 hours. And what it does, it, it helps the sensor burn in and start to be a custom for measurements. So once that gets done, the device yep. will quit blinking. There's a little light in the front that says a level that blinks. Mm-hmm. And then you're ready to, to take a measurement. Now, in the meantime, while it's setting up, one thing to do is set up the app on your phone. So that's okay. to simply go to the store, whether it's Android or iPhone, and download the app, get it set up. Yep. And then it's simply, you can pair that app with the device through Bluetooth connection and you're ready. You're really ready to go then at that point. Cool. And it's a canister. So something like you'd, you'd expect with an asthma inhaler, correct? About the relatively about that size. Yeah. It's just a little small, uh, probably four inches high, maybe an inch in diameter. That's just a little tube you blow into. And I think you brought up a good point is before you make your first measurement, you've got to calibrate the device. So Mm -hmm. that, there are two aerosol canisters, like hairspray canisters, really. Yep. One has a two part per million concentration. The other one has a four parts per million concentration acetone that you put through the device and allows it to, like we said, calibrate, allows it to say, okay, this amount of acetone is two parts per million. This amount is four parts per million. So that when you provide that unknown sample, it basically does a comparison for you and tells you what your concentration is. Cool. And so what happens when I blow in the canister? I put it back in the machine and then, then what's happening uh, under the covers? Yeah, and no, I'll say I'll even take a little step back. Is one of the things we do is prescribe a breathing pattern. Is yep. a deep breath in, a deeper breath in, hold it for five seconds. It allows the acetone concentration to kind of equilibrate, gets a good mixed sample, and then you breathe just a nice, comfortable breath. All this should be comfortable. Back through that canister, the canister captures the last breath out of your mouth, and then, like you said, you put it back into the device, close the lid on the device. It pulls the breath sample across the sensor. Mm-hmm. And it does it in a very well-controlled way so we can get a, a repeatable and accurate measurement. Yep. And it'll show that reading on the front of the device. And then it also pushes that reading to your app on your phone. So you can see it in two different places. The front of the device is just simply a simple number, like one, two, three, what we call an integer number. It gives you kind of a, a ballpark figure in case you're on the run. And then the kind of the richer data goes to the app, and that tells you you're a 1.6 or you're a 2.7. And that information, once it's on your app, that's why I'm here to talk today is that number gets sent to our database and then get, can populate heads up health uh, dashboard, right? So that can then integrate with all the other measurements you're making. And that could be you're making weight and fat, fat metabolism or body fat mass, you know, all the other things you're trying to measure and that all gets integrated together on the heads up health website. Well, the app is beautiful. And I know within the app itself, based on your readings, it will give you some estimates on your expected fat loss if you maintain said state. It also gives you the ability in the app to record weight and body fat to help you see those numbers in the app around fat loss. That's that's how the whole concept got started. And then there's also an API, which is just basically nerd talk to say that it can send the values to Heads Up Health. We just finished that integration with you guys. We're, We're really super excited about it and just starting to 
get the word out there that these are integrated. And that will allow you to do things like look at your nutrition logs and say, okay, as I vary my macronutrient and total calorie composition, how might that affect my readings? I know that when I'm very carefully tracking my macros, admittedly tedious, but when I am carefully tracking, consistently my results are better. It's just even the psychological aspect of, of measuring and managing the food keeps me in a really tight range, and I always do better when I'm tracking those numbers carefully. Other people who are managing chronic disease, for example, they may want to start looking at measures of metabolic health, things like A1C and fructosamine, blood sugar, inflammation. So if it's in a, when, it's, when it's connected to Heads Up, we can help fill in some of the rest of the markers beyond the fat loss. And I think that's what's really exciting about our partnership is then being able to look at the big picture and just help people use this data to, to guide progress. Yeah, let me, let me touch on, you hit on a bunch of topics, which are all, <laughs> that's the beauty of where this whole personalized or individualized medicine is heading. A couple, number one, the breath acetone measurement is correlated with fat loss. There's a nice study done um, in the early 90s that they showed out of Abbott Laboratories showing that breath acetone can be related to fat loss with people who are just on a calorie-restricted diet. So they're not even really, in a sense, working hard. They're just simply cutting back some of the calories. Do you have um, that study, Joe? The name of that study is by Kundu et al., K-U-N-D-U. Uh, it's in 1993. I would say, I'll, I'll put a plug for me. Yep. Go and take a look at the paper that we have on our website. It's by Anderson. It's by me. It's about a yep. year and a half old. And it's cool. basically breath acetone and fat loss. It's a review paper. And it talks about all the different studies that were used to understand breath acetone and fat metabolism. Probably some That's, of the studies that led Brad down this path when he was initially starting the company. Is that right? Yeah. The Kundu study was the key one. That's probably yep. the best of them. Yeah. Yep. But the second piece I want to talk about, which is related to this, remember that Kundu study is really just an average across the population. So in some sense, the reason people are on Heads Up Health, the reason people are tracking, like you said, the tedium of the macronutrients is you want to know about yourself, right? In a sense, not to be a jerk, but to be selfish, it's like I'm more worried about my genetics and how they're impacting my life. And so I want to learn more about me so I can make the best decisions, right? So yep, that, agree. that's what we were talking about here. When you can take a measurement of your fat metabolism, your fat metabolism, integrate it in with your macronutrients, your stress your sleep, all the other different pieces of data that you can make a measurement of, and then look at it from your perspective to say, you know what? I remember that day I was really stressed out at work. I got a bad night of sleep and look, it really, it really hit my uh, fat metabolism. Maybe it changed your glucose measurements yep. and you can start to tease out what things, you know, I ate that sort of food on that Tuesday, had a bad night of sleep and actually my breath acetone went up. I increased my fat metabolism. That's a little bit strange. That may be different from, that's certainly going to be different, I would say, from someone else. So this individualized medicine is a key piece, and I think that's one of the things Level brings is this marker that's deep inside you that you really can't see otherwise. Yeah, great, great example, just completely anecdotal, is, is a really good friend of mine who I used to work with in the corporate world. He's actually up in Seattle now, but he follows a lot of the stuff I post online and has never really done a, a, a quote-unquote fat loss diet and just emailed me, and he's like, Dave, how do I get started? And I said, well, the first thing you want to do is start modifying your, your calorie consumption to the point where you're, you're entering a, a fat burning state. And I said, I use a blood-based uh, glucometer and ketone meter. He's like, dude, there's no way in hell I'm pricking my finger. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, go get this device and just start testing until you get to an eight or higher. He's like, 
okay, that I can do. And so this is someone non-sophisticated. You know, we live in these communities and, and, and breathe this stuff all day long. But this yeah. is just a co- corporate dude who's like, how do I know that I'm, that I'm on the right path? So really simple way for him to get started. And then like you said, once this, let's assume this individual purchases the device and starts you know, testing and, and there's nothing showing up on the device, very common if you're still in a sugar-burning metabolic state, that's how it was for me. I'm like, man, this is actually a lot harder than I thought. I'd probably never been in ketosis in 40 years. <laughs> so you, you have to keep pushing yourself until you start to see the numbers register. And that's, I think, where it gets very individualized, depending on your own level of metabolic dysfunction, how bad you've damaged your, your metabolism up to this point. And then, like you said, genetics. I know that for me, personally speaking, it was actually uh, exercise that seemed to be the catalyst. So Hmm. just learn. I remember the first time I was testing for the presence of ketones and not having any luck. And it was, went out for a 45 minute jog, you know, around 6 PM, tested around 8 PM and then bingo, you know, at first, that's when I first had my eureka moment, like, okay, I actually figured this out. And then I would experiment with different types of high intensity training. Actually, when you see some of these numbers, when I share my screen here in a second, So that's how people can start to make their own correlations. Okay, I did X, value was Y. I think that's when you get people engaged in that way, that's a win. Just because they're now engaged in something that they would have never been engaged about before, psychologically speaking, it's a win for everybody. That's why I love providing tools for people to track data is even if you don't fully understand what those numbers mean scientifically and all the deep dive nerdy stuff, but you've got someone who came off the couch and has never considered this before and is now actively working to keep their body in a fat loss state, that, that's a win, no matter how you slice it up, in my opinion. Yeah, and there's, once again, you hit on a lot, a lot of great topics there, but just the idea of being in a fat metabolism, elevated fat metabolism state, some of the scientists call that metabolic flexibility. And what that is, is you can move from burning fats to burning sugars and back and forth. So that's, that's one idea. Obviously, I think there's probably a lot of folks listen to us to say, hey, I really just want to be burning more fats and really cut out the sugars all together. And that's fine too. Yep. Just to give you the anecdotal story for me, I, I'm a fairly thin guy in some sense and do a lot of running. And one of the things that I noticed over the last year, I started adding in more kind of uh, strength, strength workouts, just simply push-ups and pull-ups and that sort of thing. But that's one thing I noticed for me helped to elevate my breath acetone. Is Lifting heavy things. Mind. Yeah, I think my my muscles were saying I need more energy, and it was mm-hmm. forcing my body to pull some of that energy from the fat stores, right? So it's really interesting to see how how it affects different people, what different things. And some people may say running. We've actually heard a lot of people say the exercise isn't doing it for me. I've got to change my diet. Diet yep. is really the most important thing for me. So it, it's really yep. interesting to see every individual have a different response to the measurement. That's why we exist. Level and Heads Up Health is, is yeah. to help people figure all of this stuff out for themselves. I, I say this all the time, but it's not like you can walk into your GP and get the instruction manual for fat burning. That's just not how our doctors are trained. A lot of the times you got to go figure it out for yourself. And it's a trial and error process. It's frustrating. And if you have some data, it just makes the whole process a lot easier. So, so products like yours and mine are hopefully enabling people to get some numbers and really just help them start to self-manage, like you said, personalize. So just quickly, Joe, we forgot to do this before we started, but tell us about you and your background. 
Oh, sure. So, so my background, I have uh, a PhD actually in chemical engineering, which sounds a little strange mm -hmm. at here at the university of Washington. But my research over the last 20 plus years has been on measurement of chemicals in the XL breath. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of uh, experiments that I would be a part of, I'd be kind of what we call the physiologist on the team. So I'm more of the person that integrates the science, the medical science with the physicians who are, who are doing this sort of thing. So that's why I came on board is the measurement of these chemicals. One of them obviously is the measurement of acetone, the breath is something that I have done a few studies on myself before this device ever came out. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's kind of what I've been doing and been helping out a lot with the science here, writing clinical protocols, running some of these experiments that we've been doing to understand more about the device and how it interacts with the measurement of acetone in the exo breath. Well, I mean, this is just an area I'm so incredibly passionate about just because metabolic disorders are, are a global epidemic and there is no awareness on how to actually start to reverse reverse the damage. And what you guys are doing is is a huge step in that direction. So obviously, super excited just to be partnering with you guys because anyone globally, even you start going down to uh, countries in South America, countries in Asia where a lot of the uh, Western diet is being adopted and the traditional indigenous diets are fading away and metabolic diseases everywhere. So the, the simpler we can make it to help people figure out that, hey, there's there's some simple ways to reverse these trends is awesome. So love what you guys are doing. I know you're based up in Seattle, the whole crew up there. So hoping I'll be able to come up and see the facility. I know we've, we've been talking about doing that for a while, haven't actually done it. So anyhow, good to hear your story and, and a bit about your background. Yeah, and I, I did want to mention, you talked about metabolic health, and we've kind of been hitting that the entire time is, you know, why in some sense people may say, okay, I get you want to measure ketones to elevate fat metabolism and probably some weight loss. But there are other issues that, as I'm sure you know about where you'd want to elevate your fat metabolism, elevate your ketone bodies. Absolutely. A disease state. Right. Yeah. And so that's that, you know, there's one in, in your neck of the woods uh, that's reversing type two diabetes with an elevated fat, fat, fatty Absolutely. diet. Yep. So there's quite a few different conditions that you would want to make this measurement to understand, okay, is my nutrition, is, am I getting to the what we call a therapeutic dose of either fat metabolism or reducing my sugar intake or ketone bodies elevation, right? All those three things are kind of go hand in hand, inversely or directly correlated with one another. And there are conditions like cancer. I mean, that's yep. the one that people are starting to try to say, hey, I use my chemotherapeutic, but maybe I can get a little boost or a big boost by changing my nutrition coming in to help sensitize the cells before the chemotherapeutic comes on board. So those are things that we really feel level devices well positioned to help folks understand those sort of metabolic conditions and the therapy that's being provided. Yeah, that, that's actually a great point. Uh, on our previous episode, we, inter we interviewed a cancer survivor who's, yeah. who's been in, in complete remission for many, many years, who used a combination of traditional chemotherapy yeah. with a ketogenic diet, fasting protocols. That seems to be the best way to approach these situations. We have many, many users on Heads Up Health who rely on being in a ketogenic state simply because they want to keep cancer in remission. This is way heavier than just talking about fat loss. And this, these are other disease communities that this can be extremely helpful for. It's a nice segue into a topic that I wanted to ask you about, which is the glucose acetone index. And many, many people who are using ketogenic therapy, metabolic therapy for cancer and also for other conditions, but let's just stick on that one for now, are measuring a glucose ketone index. And this was out of Dr. Seafried's work 
with brain cancer. And he found that actually both numbers together need to be inspected at the same time and treated together. And he would calculate a ratio between blood glucose and blood ketones, and he would counsel patients, look at that one number and just keep that number. In his case, it was keep it below one. And that's like the ultimate therapeutic dose. Some people can't get that low. So you know, anything below three, I think, is really, really awesome. And I'm starting to hear more of our users. Actually, I just had a guy email me last night and he said, can you calculate? He said, I've been tracking this myself. And he sent me all his <laughs> glucose acetone correlations that this guy had been tracking himself alongside with the blood. And he'd pretty consistently found a nice measurement there. So I started reaching out to some other people asking, well, could we also calculate a glucose acetone index and what that index might look like? Because now you're taking the blood glucose measurement into an account and then along with the number in PPM and starting to say, okay, if you take that index now and let's define some ranges similar to the way we did it with blood ketones. Thoughts on that? Have you guys started thinking in that direction? I'd love to start thinking about how that would work and, and how you'd measure it and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so there's a couple of ways to go about that. Um, first, maybe talk a little bit about the uh, glucose ketone index. You know, I mm -hmm. think that index really is an indicator of insulin, right? Mm -hmm. If we can measure insulin and how much is how much is circulating in the units in your blood, that would probably be the gold standard. But difficult measurement to make, the tools to to understand concentration of insulin are fairly expensive, complex, and really relegated to a laboratory. So yep. I think my feeling when I look at those glucose ketone index papers, it's really how is the insulin being elevated or decreased? So that's a, that is a nice measurement. In terms of, yeah, I think this is what we're kind of moving towards is, is trying to figure out which one is the, which fuel source whether that be fats and ketones or glucose, which is fueling the body, right? Because there's a there's starting to be a growing concern that the glucose, when it's feeding the body and being the predominant predominant macronutrient, is actually maybe causing inflammation in, inside your blood vessel walls and causing some problems that then get exploited by fat circulating, gets deposited in the inflammatory inflammatory spaces and causes some health detriment. So the so the moving towards that that ketone glucose index, I think, starts to tease that out. And then the final piece is the glucose acetone index. So there's a couple of ways we haven't done. We have data, and we're collecting data to understand breath acetone versus ketone bodies. We're also collecting some glucose data, so we will have some understanding. But really, the probably the best way to do it is just like you said, the gentleman who sent you all that data to start to make those measurements in individuals over a period of time to really understand how that measurement changes with all these different conditions. I think that's going to be the key piece. And like I said, what you're really targeting here is to understand how your insulin levels are elevating and decreasing throughout time, because that's that hormone is really driving a lot of our body chemistry and a lot of the problems that we're having internally. Well, I think it's still early with, with these indexes and, and other places. I think it's, it's just representative of what we're learning as we start to, to do more and have more people out there starting to test all of this stuff and start to say, hey, this is another way we can apply this data. So who knows what other types of use cases, if you will, are going, to, are going to emerge. But this is one I'm really interested in, mainly because I've seen how effective the GKI is for people. And yeah, so and if I can jump in here, I mean, this is, a, this is a sweet spot for Heads Up Health for this. You guys are an integrator of data. Who would have been able to do this 
even three years ago, right? To start to make these measurements and start to look how they combine or correlate with other measurements, right? The glucose and the blood, beta-hydroxybutyrate, breathacetone. If someone would have done that even three or four years ago, it would have been on an Excel spreadsheet. It would have been labor intensive. It would have been for someone who's very technical, yep. really has some time to spend. Yep. But starting to make it easy so anyone can start to make this measurement and understand a pretty critical piece about our body chemistry. Yeah, we want to automate all of that. So if, if, you yeah. put in, if you put in the numbers, we'll calculate the indexes for you automatically on the fly. We, we want to do that with you guys as well. We're just yeah. blow in the thing, enter the glucose measurement, and a monkey can figure it out, and you get the index. So, yeah. And then being able to trend that over time and pull in your MyFitnessPal data and just really – without overwhelming people, but giving them, everyone's different, just giving them the three or four metrics they need to really feel like they have control over these things. So that's why I started my company, just because it, it was actually me as the patient having the data. I did do the spreadsheet because it was five years ago and there yeah. was none of this, but I'm like, oh, I can see these trends. This is pretty awesome. Yeah. And by the way, I can share it with someone in Texas and get their feedback on it. So kind of a nice little segue here. I'd love to share my screen. And let's just look at the integration. This is yeah. data-driven health radio, so we want to look at some data. I always try to find something that we can discuss in terms of numbers. So yeah. let me share my screen with you here, Joe. I'm not actually sure if you've seen our integration live yet, so I'll take you through it. Have you? I don't think I've seen the newest version. I think I saw a version that's a, uh, a while back. All right. So uh, are you able to oh. see my screen? Yeah, I'm able to see your screen. And I have, yeah, I've seen something very similar to this before. Cool. So this is, this is my, my personal dashboard. I'm sharing way more information with the world than I, I, I ever thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's how we do it. Uh, first is in, in the Connect Data screen here. And then in the other sources, here's where you would connect devices and apps. This is things like MyFitnessPal, which tons of people use to course correct their nutrition. Really figuring out, okay, what the heck is 50 grams of carbs or less? I don't even know what you're talking about, but I'll, I'll put some food in here and I'll start tracking it and I can figure that out. But this is thing, other biometric measurements as well. Heart rate, body fat, blood sugar, blood pressure, those come in here. And then there's another section for actually connecting medical records. And that's where you can pull in things like your lab test results from Kaiser as an example, or Quest Diagnostics. And so that would be here, where you can simply just say, okay, I'm on this path, I'm committed, there are some markers that I'm working on. Everyone's working on different blood-based markers, could be inflammation, could be, could be lipids, it could be metabolic markers. So you can just put in your medical facility, we're connected to over 25,000 right now, nationwide. Boom, your, your clinical data comes in. And now we're, we're starting to work on much more specialized integrations. Those first ones I showed you were, were pretty generic. But as we get deeper into the metabolic community, we're finding specific devices like yours here, like the Aura Ring, for example. And so that's how you would connect the level to your Heads Up account. As soon as you do, you'll see here that the breath acetone readings start to come in automatically. So I've got my blood sugar here. I've got my uh, HRV score from the Aura Ring, which I depend on. I've got my sleep data here. You know, anecdotally, last night, I did a hardcore 90-minute workout, slept like crap. <laughs> and you can <laughs> see it here in the numbers. You know, the, the volume of sleep is good, but it was mostly light, 60% light sleep. Yesterday was completely different. And it was much less light, way more REM and deep. 
totally correlates with how I feel in the morning. And then I'm on the road, so I haven't done my breath acetone reading this morning, but I could compare, for example, how a, a shitty night of sleep actually shows up with readings around blood sugar or other measurements. You can see I'm clocking in some really, really high numbers here. And that's when I do extreme high intensity training. Huh. And I, I'm able to get, that's abnormal, but I do really, really train heavy sometimes, extreme high intensity, and, and I'll clock in some really huge numbers. Most of the time I'm above that eight to 10 sweet spot, which is right where I want to be. And then being able to do things like trend my readings over time and look at my level readings on a graph with, for example, my weight readings. And this is what people are trying to figure out, figure out their own correlations. We had a user who just emailed us in a screenshot where he was correlating his HRV with HRV. And the other metric is escaping me now, resting heart rate, I believe it was. Anyhow, that's the kinds of things that, that people are looking at. So just having ways to manage all this data, mash it up with things like lab test results. So that's why we're super excited about working with you guys, because it just, it, it helps complete the story for people who want to look at the information more holistically. And then you can obviously share it with your health practitioner if they want to counsel you. So if you are working with a clinician who specializes in metabolic health, they can be connected and start to review all of this data for you. Yeah. So anyhow, that's, that's what we've built. This is like version one of our integration and been working with, with your team, Lamont and Steven, and who helped us build this thing. And we've, we just got the initial part of this. We called it the phase one integration working. And then we're going to continue to build on this partners and just starting to get out there and let, let the world know that, that yeah. we partnered up. And, and what I'll say as a scientist, I mean, seeing all this data is just fantastic, right? You start, like you said, you're already starting to see, and you may have already known this, is that when you have bad nights of sleep, how is it affecting other aspects of your body? Now, you may feel... You may not feel great, but it also may affect some of your other metabolic markers that you didn't even realize. Yep. And then you start to say, you know, sleep is really important. I need to start working a little bit harder on getting good nights of sleep, right? Everyone knows that, but there, there may be things that trigger it. Like you said, the heavy, intense workout isn't helping you out. But then the funny thing is that you get a bad night of sleep, then how does it affect your metabolism? How does it affect your body weight? And that may not just be fat, maybe water, you're putting water on and off, right? So those are all things that are really exciting to see so much data in one spot. And yep. we're excited that Level can be a part of that conversation because we really do think that this metabolic marker is, is very unique and it provides a really pretty nice deep insight into metabolism. Well, we are sharing this data, this uh, session on YouTube. So I know you were both away from home. So sadly, neither of us have our Level device handy. So we can't do a live test, but it'd be great if you showed the mobile app. It's beautiful. Yeah. And just take, take people through the, the data in, in your own words and how you track it in the app. You can just hold it up on the screen. It seemed to look pretty good before, so it'll at least be enough to give us a visual on how the app looks. Yeah, so here's the app, and let's see if I can show it to you. That's perfect right there. You have it backwards or not, but essentially what you see here is that in the middle you have the number of what yep. you just hit there. And as you move down, you can see you can track and trend. So these are the different readings that we've had more recently. Yep. Right. Um, and you, you got some work to do there, Joe. 3.6, man. Step it up. <laughs> and then those are probably actually calibration. I hate to say it. All right. Uh, fair enough. And then here it gives you actually bar chart to show the different yep. readings over different amounts of time. Cool. So all these, all these pieces. And this is Android, it looks like. Yeah. And then you can go up here and you can click 
and you can get into some settings and, and profile and user information. That's where you can probably, if that can get this to show up, yeah. that's where you have to enter some of the other data, and I'd have to go. Is there firmware updates for this, Joe, that, that, you, that would need to be applied, or is that pretty much, is that, is that updatable on the device from the user side? Yep, you can. You can just the the App Store, whether that's iOS or Android, you can go in there and do updates on that as well on the on the app. So the so, mobile app updates will update the firmware on the device. Is that right? It will, and I don't think we've done. Could be wrong, but I don't believe we've done a firmware update yet. But yes, mm-hmm. it will. Okay. All right. Well, um, super excited about our partnership. I love working with you guys. Bump into your team everywhere. All super cool people. So I'm really glad that we we got this going and we'll continue to put the word out there continue to expand our partnership i think there's a lot we can learn together as more and more people start collecting this type of data and so that's where i think the the collaboration around things like the acetone index and and other use cases that are going to emerge as we start to have more joint customers who are tracking and sharing this feedback so that part's great we've got our level landing page set up so it's uh, headsuphealth.com slash level and you can learn a little bit about the level device. You can learn about how it's integrated with Heads Up Health. And there's also uh, a code. If you want to buy the device, save a few bucks. It helps support our small company. It helps support your company. We're, we're both out there just trying to help people manage their health and, and, and get their heads around all of this stuff and use it to optimize. So anything else, Joe, before we close out here? No, I think you summarized it really well. The, the partnership is we're excited as well. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And like you said, to be able to take a, these pieces of data that are all coming from separate devices and integrate them together. And like I said, this fat metabolism agent that we're providing then to, to combine it with these other pieces, just, I think it's really going to be incredible what people will find and understand about themselves. That sounds awesome. Thanks, Joe. It was a pleasure having you. Hope to have you back again soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Data Driven Health Radio.